This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, back for segment number two on Steelers Nation Radio as we continue our journey inside this electric factory, talking about the Steelers free agency moves and Obviously, that first segment, man, we spent a lot of time talking about Mitch Trubisky, the quarterback, because we know how much Wes loves to talk about quarterbacks. Hey, he wakes up every morning. The first thing he does when he brushes his teeth, he says, who's the quarterback? Can we talk quarterbacks today? He go, I tried to get him some breakfast the other day. Man, what you want to do for the quarterback? I'm like, man, can we get an omelet? No, no, I want to talk quarterback. So I finally have convinced him, ladies and gentlemen. I finally have convinced him to talk a little offensive line, Okay. He don't want to talk defense. He make me a task segment for that. But yeah, he told yeah. me we could talk offensive line in this segment. Okay, fine. So I feel like it's only right that we start with the homegrown kid, man. The guy that, you know, came here, early round draft pick. I believe it was third round, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. But now has worked his way into a bona fide, you know, starter for the team, man. Started the past two years and is looking to start his third season with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And his name is Chooks of Korofor. Signed a three-year, $29.25 million contract extension or re-sign, however we would like to phrase that. But, man, three years, $29.25 million, essentially a uh, roughly $10, $10 million average for Chooks of Core 4. Um, what was your initial thoughts when you saw that contract associated with Chooks? Yeah, my initial thought was that's that's a nice price to pay. That's a that's a premium price to pay. That is not a hometown discount. That's not a getting a guy on the cheap. That is um, you know, top ten, top twelve right tackle money in the NFL. But you know, Arthur Motes, it's one of those things that that's a position, you know, I feel like I've said this already now three different times that you and I talk about. That's a position that everybody in the league needs. I mean, tackle is one of those positions that's at a premium and if you were going to let Chooks walk, you were probably going to have to pay a similar figure to somebody else who's not been in the system, who's you know, who hasn't at least had the years with the Steelers. I know you're shaking your head at me over there. I see you. I'm leaving it alone. It's I no, it's it, it is. Listen, it's a you are it's, working, it is it is I a like it is a it. it is a hefty like price to pay. It. it is a hefty price to pay. But I just. I didn't. I don't want to have to draft like a need. Absolutely need to draft a tackle in the first round at twenty. And and if you let Chooks walk, that's probably where you you end up. Um, and you look at the rest of the market, and man, it's it's a position where guys get paid. It's like wide receiver. You know, they get to that second contract, and if you're staying in the league, you can get yourself some money. It's it, it was a nice. It's a nice number to pay. That was my initial reaction. I'm not gonna lie. I do enjoy the fact that when you're talking about Chooks, you don't mind paying that premium price. But when you talk about the quarterback market in that first segment, oh, you were night and day. You don't want to oh, handcuff now who's, yourself. You don't want to do this. You, who's you know, the you, quarterback you lover now? Guy, you know, and all this other stuff. I'm like, wow, where, where did all of this go now? Because this <laughs> is a big difference, right? It is just funny to hear the perception for right tackle and money going there. And we just say, you know what, it's fine because of this is what you have to do. Even if we don't necessarily feel that, Hey man, that price point is, you know, proper for the, the productivity that was on the field, but with quarterback, 
it's a totally different conversation. You don't handcuff yourself. No, 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 no. You can't do that. No, 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 no. You, you know, you, it's okay to take a bridge, guy. Oh, it's, it's okay to do this like, type of things. And that's all. It's just, like I said, it, it's just funny when I look at it. And I didn't even plan for it to happen like this back to back. But it is. It's like, yeah, man, uh, if sure. I hear this correctly. And that's why I started to laugh like that. But um, in all seriousness, man, Chooks, he's developed into a good player. I'm not going to say he's a great player. And you're right. This was not a hometown discount. This was if he were to get on the open market type money because typically we talk about guys that get overpaid in some sense we say that man typically if a guy can get to the open market if he has a position that is of need those guys would get overpaid kind of like what we thought of Al uh away when he got paid to go to Baltimore yeah. last year yeah. we looked and we were like man are you serious you paid this guy that when we personally didn't feel that his play was to that level anymore but we also understood that hey man that's what guys that's what teams do they paid that position and that's kind of when I look at Chooks in his right tackle position in that market. It's like, yeah, 10 mil a year is roughly, you know, what the good guys make. And then it can obviously get into a lot higher depending on how good of a guy it right. is. Right. But for me to sit here and act as if us being handcuffed to draft a right tackle in the second round would make me feel bad about it compared to this contract. I can't do that because I still wouldn't mind if we had done that versus paying Chooks the amount of money that they paid him. But at the same time, Chooks has proven that he's a good player. He's proven that he is a proven starter. You look at some of the guys that he's had to block against and he's held his own. But I just think that when you start talking about this type of contract or, you know, a little bit higher in the money, guys just typically want more proven productivity, more impact. And that's not what you really get with Chooks. But Chooks is a guy that you need on your team. And especially if you're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers and how they're going about improving their roster, Chooks was not the issue on this offensive line last year. And that's why for me, when I look at Chooks, I say, yes, I'm glad they brought him back. I just personally didn't like the price point. But that is a part of the game. You know, if you can get him potentially having another team that wanted him, which nine times out of ten was the case because this is what happens this time of year. I know that was the reason why I was able to get more money as well. When you have another dance partner, and it's a team that has a lot of cap space as well, and they are willing to pay Chooks even more money, it forces you to increase that asking price or that offer. And for Chooks, I mean, he's deserved this. He is an extremely hard worker. He is a guy that has had to overcome adversity. He's a guy that, you know, they they didn't even view him as a starter initially. Remember, Zach Banner beat him out two years ago and just got hurt. And that was the biggest reason why he got that opportunity to start Mm-hmm. that first season for the whole duration and he played well and then obviously Zach Banner coming back this uh this past season and not being fully recovered at the the beginning of the season it opened the door for Chooks to do what show that he can play some more to the point where even when Banner was cleared and he was off injured reserve they still did not switch him out and that's a testament to Chooks development that's a testament to Chooks work ethic And I'm proud to see that because, like I said, he was a guy that didn't have an extensive football background. He picked up the sport later on in his life. But to see his development, it has definitely been a breath of fresh air. And like I said, I'm very happy for him in that capacity. But it is just, like I said, a little bit funny to hear the tone for Chooks getting the money that he got versus if you spent a little bit more money going for a more impactful player. It's like, oh, no, no, we don't want to do that. No, no, we can't do that. But that's kind of how I felt about it. Now, do you feel like, you know, with this contract, his play is to that level? Or do you think that he is going to need to improve? 
Well, first, Arthur Motes, I just got to tell I mean, you are really hung up on these quarterbacks. I mean, for, for someone, I'm supposed to be the quarterback lover on this show, but I tell you what, these well, quarterbacks. I, I just feel like everybody been makes running excuses through your mind for, all day, baby. No, nah, because everybody makes excuses for why we should go cheaper at quarterback. Everybody has a thousand reasons. Trust Kevin Colbert. Oh, we're going to draft this guy. Oh, we're going to get this to bridge guy. And it's like, that's the most important position. And we're talking about cutting corners and penny pitching. But then for the right tackle spot, in a spot that we've all criticized on this offensive line. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, man, you know, you got to pay a little bit more for those guys. It happens. It's okay. <laughs> but you, 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 you just asked me there, and that, that, that leads there, too, to do I think his, his yeah. performance on the field can live up to that number. You said it a moment ago. Again, everybody has to – you and I have these conversations in the context of you got to control what you can control. Right. Oh, absolutely. The, the absolutely. same conversations that we have about Joe Schobert and Devin Bush and how they had some things working against them this year. Right. Devin's coming back from the injury. Joe's hopping on a moving train in training camp already. Their position coach ha- tragically loses his wife and he misses some time. You know, uh, Devin coming back from the injury. Not I, I mentioned that already. Them not having uh, Tyson Alualu and Stefan Tuitt. And like we, we talked about some of those things. Right. And Correct. I think I think that maybe again, you have to control what you control. But if you tell me that the Steelers get, and you touched on this, we never really thought that the tackles were the problem with the offensive line last year. Could Chooks and Dan Moore have been better in games? Yes, certainly, and I think particularly in the run game. They both both can hold their own in in pass protection. Um, Dan Moore, I think, especially some of the flashes that he showed for for being a rookie who, you know, didn't really think probably that he was going to be playing that many snaps this season. I think that there's a chance that – Hey, not that we're going to look back and say, ah, well, the Steelers ended up getting a steal on this contract. We were all wrong. But if you figure out the interior of that offensive line, I think Chooks can can match that value. And I'm, I'm, I would like to know, this is another one of those, if I could be a fly on the wall type things, I would like to know how much they think, hey, if we can just get right guards sorted, if we can figure out the interior of the offensive line, Chooks is, is going to really be able to be a solid player for us. Because I would think that that had to factor into the conversation as well. Yeah, I would think the same, man. And, you know, honestly, when you think about the right side of the offensive line, to me, that was the better side of the offensive line because it also had Trey Turner, who I thought was their best offensive lineman last year. So with that, I say to myself, like, man, he's accustomed to playing with a veteran guy. You know, Trey is a veteran. And the year before that, who did he have? Castro. David DeCastro. When DeCastro went out, it was Kevin Dodson. So all of these guys have proven to be good players. So I do think for Chooks, he's accustomed to playing with a certain caliber guy. And we're going to talk about some of the other moves that the Steelers have already made to address yeah. that interior part of the offense line to, to keep that going for him. Like I said, man, Chooks has developed and he is going to, in my eyes, continue to get better because he's still very young, right? In terms of just football age, he's super mm-hmm. young, but he has the prototypical size. He has the, the athletic ability and the footwork and things like that. But like I said, for me, it was just seeing that price point with Chooks. I don't think any of us would have estimated that would be the no. number on a per year basis. And that's the biggest part for me. Like I said, that was just a little bit surprising was just to see that it was going to be at that 10 mil per year range. But when you look at what he's done, two years as a starter, hasn't given up a ton of sacks. Still only 24 been, years old. Has been healthy, has played, like I said, every single game. That's the other part. I mean, because with Banner, they wanted that from him, but he just unfortunately wasn't available enough. Whereas Chooks has proven that he is available. And when you're available and you play at a certain level, regardless of what the fans might think about you, when you cut on the tape, Chooks is a good player. 
And that's the thing that I kind of hold my head on with Chooks. But as a whole, I, I, I definitely want to see a lot more from him, though, in yes. the run game yes. when you're starting to talk about 10 mil per year because there's a difference. If you're talking seven to eight, you're like, hey, man, what Chooks has been given has been fine. You know, what he's been giving us in the run game, you live with it. What he's been doing in the past game, you live with it. When you start talking 10 mil, now you start asking yourself, well, could we have used a couple of mil to maybe bring in somebody else on this side of the ball or, hmm. you know, to upgrade the backup over here? Now, when you account that money to this player, you say, hey, man, that's the part that I want to yeah. see more yeah. of. When we're talking about the run game, I don't want to see you giving up a lot of movement. I want to see you being the guy that generates the movement because we know we have in the backfield. Now, could that potentially a couple of those M's have went into a higher end backup? Yeah, sure. Yeah. But yeah. we're past that right now because, like we said, we can't control that. We're definitely not going to be able to go in the, in the pass and change anything either. But that is something that if I'm, you know, Coach Tomlin, I'm looking at Chooks and I'm saying this is what is the new expectation for you. And as a guy who's gotten a new contract, they will communicate what those expectations are. Oh, for sure. They will tell you firsthand. Fans might think one thing. Your family might think one thing. But you get that new deal. They let you know, hey, the expectations are no longer what they used to be. We are paying you a certain level because we expect you to go to here. And that's the part for me where I'm interested, I'm interested to see what Chooks how he handles that because there is a difference when you're the cheap player, when you're on that rookie deal, people have a lot more patience, a lot more leniency when you struggle a little bit. Yeah. yeah. When you're getting paid 10 mil per year, that expectation that is a lot is shorter. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So that's the part where I want to see how does Chooks handle that type of pressure now, because there is a different caliber of pressure when you start signing extensions. And that's the thing, like I said, we're going to have to see with Chooks, but I do think that he is going to be up for that task. But what about you? How do you feel? Do you think he'll be able to handle this? Because in the past, he hasn't been viewed as the clear-cut starter. And now you're getting paid 10 a year. You're the clear-cut starter. Yeah. You don't look over your shoulder anymore. You're that guy now. How do, right. you, how do you think he's going to handle this? Well, you know, you're still going to have Zach Banner on the roster. So... I mean, that, listen, when you're paying a guy 10 mil, you're not taking him off the field. <laughs> That's what I mean, though. That would be the weird thing is, is this, as you pointed right. out, two years, two years ago when they were both healthy, the conversation was, okay, well, who's going to win in training camp? And it was Zach Banner, and then he ends up getting hurt in the very first game of the season, Monday mm-hmm. Night Football against the Giants at, at MetLife Stadium. Are you are you just going to go into training camp this summer and it's going to be a it's Chooks's job and, and Zach you're the number two or, or can you can you legitimately still have a com or a, a competition part of me when you pay a guy when you give a guy that kind of contract? Wes, I'm going to tell you from firsthand experience, there is no longer a competition. <laughs> when a guy is getting ten million dollars per year, he is the guy. If yeah. you're Zach Banner right now, you. you you're kicking the air. You're punching the wall. You're saying to yourself, I beat this guy out before and I got hurt. I wasn't healthy enough to come back and compete last year. So by the time I came off of, you know, injury reserve, it was the midpoint of the season. Chooks was already established in the sense of they had an offensive line that they felt were they were comfortable with. Now, we know that the offensive line was definitely the, one of the weaker parts of our offense last season, but they still felt confident in Chooks. Yeah. So if you're Banner – you're looking at your deal saying, man, they thought that I got overpaid because remember at the time, Banner was only paid what he was paid based off what he had done as an extra alignment. We had never seen him as the starting right tackle, which was why that competition between Chooks and Banner was so interesting. Mm-hmm. But now 
to me, that competition is null and void. Even if Banner comes back and he's 100% healthy and he feels like he's the better option, you can't take Chooks off the field getting 10 mil a year. And that's why for me, it's like, I don't know what you do with Zach Banner right now because oh. 10 mil a year is that's the guy. And Zach Imagine Banner's still got a pretty, pretty nice cap hit. Not huge, yeah. but not, 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 uh, not cheap enough, either. Right. Yeah. So if, if you're, if you're Chooks and you're getting 10 a year, you pull him, he's sitting on the bench for that 10 a year. That can't happen. No. No. So that's why for me, I'm like, you essentially put all your eggs in this basket. Oh, yeah. I agree with and you. And you brought that. it up. A guy that, like you said, we the reports where he got beat out two years ago, and he did. And that guy's still on the roster right now. So that's the part for me where I'm like, does this mean you move Zach Banner now? Hmm. Because I'm just trying to see, like, how does this whole dynamic work? Because I don't see this as a competition anymore. It can't be. No, it can't. You're right. It, it can't be. Not, not when you commit that kind of money and not when – one guy because listen you and I both like Zach Banner we've we've talked about him on the show here before even if so let's do the hypothetical thing right where the Steelers they go back to Latrobe all right still hypothetical (laughs) folks all right I'm not I'm not breaking any news here they go they go back to Latrobe this summer and it's an open right tackle competition and even though Chooks got all that money they still come away after those weeks and those preseason games saying you know what Zach Banner's better can you can you trust Zach Banner to play seventeen games next season? Can you trust well, I mean, Zach Banner the, to play the, the, fourteen the or fifteen know, right? games next season? The, we, the we, thing is, we, we don't know, but it's no different than how we don't know if Chooks is going to live up to ten mil a year. And that's the part correct. where you you don't, but you don't give yourself that flexibility. Is what what I'm leading to. You don't give. Yeah, but wouldn't you rather hang your hat on availability in 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 some sense? No, without a doubt, without a doubt, absolutely, availability is important. But I also think that productivity matters also. And, and that's the part for me where I just say, man, you do pigeonhole yourself in a sense here by allocating this much money yeah. to choose. You're probably not the going tackle that, in the first, first right. two rounds now. Right. Which is, like I said, something that to me is a little bit surprising when we would have still been fine drafting the tackle in that second round. You talked first about round. Dan Moore. Dan Moore. Dan Moore was, what, a fourth-round draft pick, and he came in and he provided substantial productivity. He showed us, like, man, okay, this dude's good. Mm-hmm. A lot cheaper. So that's why for me, like I said, it was just a little surprising to see the price point. But I understand if there were multiple teams interested in shoots, which there probably was because of the fact that he's been available. He's been a two-year starter these past two seasons. Yeah, teams are going to be interested in him. It's just different for us because we have a lot more intimate knowledge of his play because we cover the team. So we watch everything. We get to see him in practice. We get to see him in training camp. We've seen the growth and development, but we've also very much seen where he struggles as well. I mean, think about it. The first thing you said was, you know, he, he gives you – he can hold his own in pass blocking. He's going – he's not going to get as much movement in the run game. The outside person is not going to understand that. They're going to say, man, this dude's been starting for two years. He's given up three sacks or how many sacks. Man, this guy's got to be good. You pay him big money. And that happens doesn't, a lot doesn't, of agency. Doesn't miss games. Yeah. Right. That happens a lot of free agency, and that's why we say, man, that guy got overpaid in free agency. And we, we see that and point to that a lot, and typically the Steelers – don't really fall into that trap because they like to draft, develop, and keep their own guys in place. But that, to me, like I said, is just the biggest hiccup for me in yeah. the sense of you don't give yourself any flexibility with Chooks now. Chooks no, they... is your guy going forward. So love him or hate him, that's your guy. You put your eggs, you put all your eggs in that basket, and so you better hope that that's a that's a nice Easter basket here yeah. as we as we approach springtime. Right. 
and that was the biggest reason why I had brought it back to the quarterback thing early on, because it's like, man, we put all our eggs in this basket and there's still some uncertainty there. Whereas if you're talking about putting your eggs in one of these other quarterback baskets, it's just a little bit less guessing. It's a little bit less of the optimism. It's more so, Hey, this is proven. I can point to this. This is tangible, but that was just one of the moves that the Steelers made mm. in terms of the offensive line. The second one, it brought a smile to my face, if I'm being real about it, Wes. Pittsburgh Steelers had acquired an interior offensive lineman, a guard by the name of James Daniels from the Chicago Bears. They signed him to a three-year contract worth up to $26.5 million. Now, for me, man, I enjoyed this uh, signing, number one, because he's a high-pedigree guy as well, second-round draft pick in 2018. But he's also a guy that when you cut on the tape, he moves people. He, he's a guy that is a productive player. And when you talk about the price point for him, to me, I just think that he's a lot further along in his development. The biggest reason why, you know, he's even available right now is he got hurt, you know, and that kind of put a, a, a little bit of a damper on his market in a sense. Mm -hmm. But to me, I think that he is a really good player and he addresses a position of need for us, especially knowing that, hey, Trey Turner is not going to be here. Knowing that you still have questions in terms of Kevin Dotson and if you are 100% committed in him or not, this at least brings in a proven commodity, a veteran presence, and a guy that helps you win. And that was, like I said, my initial reaction to that in terms of just seeing him being signed here for that price point. But as I always do, let me turn the floor over to you, man. What were your thoughts when you saw James Daniels get signed yeah, and the price point that he, that he came with as well? Loved it, and I think it's a fair price point because, you know, again, how about a, how about a hat tip to our, our guy Omar Khan? Um when you look at the contract, and these are the things you always kind of have to, you know, look really into. Uh, I mean, they've got James Daniels playing at just over a $4 million cap hit this season. Mm -hmm. for, for a guy who's 24, for a guy who has as, ex as much experience as he does, for a guy who moves people in the run game like he does, and for a guy, too, that is, has played some games at center. So clearly has some versatility and a wide range of skill sets. And I think we both probably think that they see him as a guard. But, hey, you could always have that kind of break in case of emergency option there with, with him at center as well, too. Um I, I love this for a whole bunch of different reasons. He comes from the NFC North, you know, where they, they play some bad weather. They can play some nasty football. Uh, and now he comes to the AFC North where we're going to play some bad weather and some nasty football. A Bears team that run, wanted to run the football and tried to establish that identity. A Steelers team that wants to run, run the football and is trying to establish that identity. Um, this, to me, Arthur Motes, is a fair price for a fair talent. You know, James Daniels... He's not going to transform the offensive line like he's Quentin Nelson. Okay, that's that's right. that's not what this is. Yes, we didn't say all that now. Yeah, so we, we did not say that. You you need <laughs> you need solid B players on your offensive line, and I think James Daniels is a solid B player. Probably never going to be an All Pro, but can be a very nice piece for you that you just got at a very fair price. And again, only twenty four years old, um, he could be a guy who you know ends up being here for a while, maybe even ends up signing another contract. Yeah, without a doubt. And when you talk about a proven starter, right, 48 career games he started under his belt. Uh, 2020 season where he, I think he had the pec injury. And I understand that, man, from a guy who's had a pec injury. It's yeah, not fun those, yeah. at all. Not fun at all. But for him to come back this past season and have one of his best seasons that he's had, man, playing in all 17 games as well, to me, man, you talk about availability, he checks that box. You talk about a proven starter, 48 games starting, you do the math. <laughs> okay. You do the math. That, that's mm -hmm. that's multiple years being that's that experience. guy. Yep. 
And, and like I said, man, and you've already hit on it, man. He's a young player. He'll, I think he turns 25 in September, if I remember correctly. Correct. Yep. So he's still very young, very young. So I do like this move a lot. I like the price point on this deal a lot as well, because like you just said with the math on it, man, it's, it's more affordable. And you don't have to feel necessarily handcuffed going forward. If you don't like how it works out this year, you still can be like, you know what? I don't mind having competition for him a little bit next year. Granted, he's still at a higher point. But it's not as gory as double digits. Yes. Yes. And that's good way game. to put it. <laughs> but when it's double digits, 10 plus, it's like it's hard to say it's a competition. <laughs> it's hard to take that guy off too. Right. Whereas when you're talking about around that eight range, you're like, you know what? We can make a case for it. We can debate it. <laughs> we don't like it, but it doesn't kill us. Yes. And, and yes. When I think of James, man, I, I, like I said, I do like the fact that he is going to, number one, bring you a little bit more youth because Trey Turner was the right guard last year. And Trey is an older player. Trey was already dealing with some knee injuries before he came out there to us. And he did a good job. But at the same time, like you said, he was older. Yeah. But with James having that positional flexibility as well, you just have a lot of options, a lot more that you can do with him. And he's a young player that you could potentially build around also. I mean, if he comes in and he is playing at a high level or continues to play at a high level, well, now you feel like, hey, we solidified the right side of this offensive line by locking up shoots and locking up James Daniels. But if not, you still have that ability to, like I said, maneuver around it in a sense. Yeah, no, I'm with you. This uh, this was one of the moves I think that you, if you were a Steeler fan, that you were hoping here. This is this is the type of move that it takes a, a need off the draft board, right? Mm-hmm. And, and again, you and I, we, we've talked about that, and you can only get to the draft in April and have so many needs realistically because you're just – you can't go to the draft and say, "Ah, oh, we need six different things here for the roster to come together." It's it's not happening. That's just you. You can get two. You can get maybe three or four if you have a really nice draft class and you get lucky. Two and a possible. <laughs> but, but but I think you know we've talked about some of these guys. Like we we we've talked about the Zion Johnsons and the Kenyon Drakes. I think that probably takes them off the board. Even someone like Tyler oh, Linderbaum. Kenyon Green. Kenyon Green. Uh, sorry, Ken, yeah. Kenyon Green. Yeah, sorry, Kenyon yeah. Drake. Kenyon Green. I was gonna say, man, we don't there want go, Drake in there. I go messing up. There I go messing up names again. That's a that's a West, that's a West move right there. Now um, it's a show, ladies and gentlemen. Now it know, is a show. Probably even takes Tyler Linderbaum out of their potential radar. It, 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 you know, of all your different lists of priorities, and we know that they've they've got some holes that have needed to, to be addressed here this off season. Um, I, I think you scratch some off here with, with James Daniels. You did so at a fair price, and just a guy that still feels like he has a a lot of upside at his age, um, and could could fit in this offense as a guy that, like you said, can can just move people. He can move, and he can move people. Uh, a, a big guy that that can move bodies and and get active, and I think in sen- in a you know in a sense of the offense that we know that they want to run here, I, I think he fits that billing. I said, man, we're going to get ready to go to this final topic when we get out of break because we had another offensive lineman that we brought in and a cornerback. You know, I love talking about the dark side of the ball, baby. So with that being said, man, this is Arthur Moses Wesley Euler on. SNR. 